Yo, what up, people? It's your co-host, JB. Just want to say hi. I appreciate the listen. Appreciate you checking us out today. Hopefully, uh, you're coming back from last week. We had a killer interview with Of Good Nature. Those guys are so awesome. And you know, my stoke levels are so high right now because we've got a fire interview for you today. Zumbi of the Zion I crew is a legend, a hip hop legend. And he has been involved in our reggae scene. He has worked with some of the most influential people. Eric Rachmani of Revolution has done music with this man and amp live from Zion I and really you just got to respect it. And this conversation, you know, we talk about some of the things that are going on now. It's relevant. It's timely. And oh my God, Zumbi drops some knowledge. This is a life-changing interview. Okay? So check it out. And keep in mind, we're changing the format up. We're going to be doing these quick hitter interviews. All right? We're going to slow down on the song reviews for right now. Okay, it's a bandwidth thing. There's so much good music out there. And if you really want to stay in line with the new music in the reggae rock world, you better follow the playlist that For the Vibes is putting out there on Spotify. Our boy David Shaw. Shots out, David Shaw. What a legend, dude. He is crushing the playlist game right now. And he's putting all of the new music in one place for you. And all you got to do is check it out. John, subscribe. How can, how can people find it? How can they find the playlist? Well, you can go to our Instagram. All right. And on our in our bio, you can see something called Linktree. And if you click on Linktree, you will be prompted with the options to check out our podcast, to see the most recent episode, and to see these amazing playlist that I'm talking about, they will change your life for the better. Whatever you're going through right now, the answer is in the playlist because the answer's in the music. And I promise you, it'll get you exactly what you need. Oh, Evan, oh. thank you for clarifying where you, to find that stuff. You, I get very passionate about this, you know? You sound very stoked. You said you're very stoked, but you sound... I mean, I apologize for speaking before you introduced me today. That's not very like me, but... I felt I needed Listen, to jump in. You, you know, you're 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 just ambitious. You're eager. You're energetic. You want to get after it. And I will never fault you for that, Evan. Dude, I am. Right, I respect it. Whew. Talk to me, dude. Yes, absolutely. That's you to a T. You know what else, man? Let's uh, let's 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 cut to the chase, man. Let's let the people hear Zombie, man. That's really what they're here for. All right. Anything else going on in the world that we got to bring up? Man, oh, I got one for you. Extension Music Festival. July 10th and 11th, we are announcing the first wave of artists involved tomorrow. This thing's going to be big. It's going to be the biggest thing ever. Bigger than when we landed on the moon. Bigger than when the United States became a country. Bigger than the Big Bang, if you even believe in that. This is it right here, dude, Extension Music Festival. 
Summer Series coming up. Stay posted on Reggae 360 Instagram for all of the information. We got some real talented people involved. I'm excited. But I'll tell you what, Evan, I'm also excited for this interview. So let's let the people hear it, man. Zumbi, the Zion Eye crew, let's get it. Anything to add, Evan? Anything at all? I, uh, no, I think I think you got it, John. JB. 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 <laughs> I appreciate the, uh, you know, the endorsement there, Evan. And uh, I think, as always, you and I can uh, go ahead and add that um you know we just we we we, we believe in uh you know spreading love and positivity and that's what this podcast is all about so um you know like i said appreciate you checking us out check out those playlists check out this interview shoot us a dm comment on our post let us know give us some interaction we do this for you people all right we love you that's the reason why we love you is this come from come from a place of love on that note let it rip, dude. Hey, wake up. Gunshots in the city. Hustlers on the corner gon' get more busy. Gunshots. Young stunner got caught up. Clock big numbers too bad. Got slaughtered. Stunt now. You gon' pay later. Big booty girl. That's a black man's savior. Serving. Hit the block and we pervin' Roll real slow in the cut like a surgeon Turf chick, smurfette, give you work quick Get caught slipping, get sick, is it worth it? Hell no, nah. but the jaw feel timeless Got a good girl in my eye, she the flyest Can't sleep, streets stay heated Ghetto kinda so I know you see it Post it, when my cousin's getting toasted Got a big beat, so fat you can smoke it Smoke it, smoke it, smoke it, smoke it, Yo, 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 it's your boy JB with Reggae360. This is a podcast for the vibes, and I'm just sitting here blessed, in a great mood, in a great mindset. I'm hanging out on the phone with one of my homies, Evan Yarmo, a.k.a. the Kohler Kid. Evan, what's up, man? How you doing? JB, I'm doing great. How are you doing today? Evan, man, I will not tell you a lie. I am doing fantastic. Why's that? And I will tell you why. I'll tell you why, man. Oh, we are on the phone with a legend a rap game legend coming straight out of the bay area a man that has a musical catalog that will go down in the history books one of the most influential thought-provoking spiritually lifted high vibration conscious intelligent rappers that has blessed the mic in the past two decades ladies and gentlemen he has worked with lincoln park revolution soja too short bass nectar Matt dre and so many more legends, Oakland icon, rap, Hall of Famer, your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. In fact, he's raised a whole generation of rappers. The one, the only, <laughs> Zumbi of Zion Eye. Zumbi, <laughs> The crowd goes crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I need you to hook me up and do that for me, man, on a record or something like that. I got you. Done. Bro, Consider I'm, it done. <laughs> I'm doing great, man. How you got feeling? Lovely, man. Just, you know, we're, I, I can only speak for myself, but I'm, 
I'm feeling good. And even as I say I'm feeling good, it, it almost makes me say that with, with hesitation because you can only feel so good when you kind of look at everything that's going on in the world right now. And, you know, I think from my perspective, you know, whenever there's a big change in, in anything, sometimes it can be painful. And I, and I see right now, you know, we're going through a lot of change as a, as a society. So um, it's only fitting that we have somebody like yourself on with us um somebody that has just the respect and 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 the longevity in in your career and just somebody with you know with with your resume to be able to kind of chime in so so really i'm curious how, how are you doing what, what are you seeing what's uh what's your take on kind of everything going on out there i mean yeah it's it's i think i'm, I'm probably have a perspective that's similar to many people uh, can i cuss on this or is it kind of like pg Oh no! You you, you absolutely. We would appreciate it if you would come. <laughs> okay, I, I just I just I just be real genuine. It's fucking crazy, man. Like, there's so many layers yes. and levels to what's going on. Uh, it it really feels to me like nobody knows what's going on. Like, there's so much information. Coronavirus is this. Don't go outside. Wear your mask. Blah blah. I haven't been doing none of that, man. And I am yeah. not sick. None of the people I know are sick. We've, I've been hang, I haven't been going to parties, but I've been hanging out with my you know small crew with my kids, um, my girlfriend, um, some of the kids' friends, keeping it low key. But like, right. I'm not wearing a mask everywhere I go. I'm definitely washing my hands. You know, stuff like that. Okay, that's basic level. But then you have this idea of like, I don't know, man. Like, the vaccine. I'm not with it. I'm not with I'm not with mandated vaccinations worldwide. Like this is just getting crazy now because everybody's immune system is completely and totally different. So what works for you might kill me. What works for me might harm you in some way. So for these guys to be running around like we're gonna whip up a vaccine within the next six eight months, like dude, vaccines are supposed to take ten years to create. <laughs> so what are we doing right now? Like it's it's very alarming the rate at which or or, or I wouldn't say the rate. I would say it's very alarming to see like the fractured system of America. Now I'm like I'm Afri Af I'm African American, so I've lived under this type of energy my whole life. You know what I'm saying? It's it's great that people are waking up and realizing like, oh my God, this is yo, this has been daily life for us. My, I mean, my whole life, and it that it goes back to when we were first brought here. So and you know what I'm saying? So. It's great that people are waking up and there is consciousness, but at the same time, I feel like there's a lot of manipulation going um, in terms of like the virus, in terms of vaccinations, in terms of the protest movement being funded by George Soros, who was this billionaire guy who finances all kinds of different movements that don't align under one idea. It's just so much going on. It's crazy, man. And yeah. it's like, you know, the, the sanctuary I found is um, really just focusing on my, my spirituality, man, and, and my music and being around good people and making sure that I'm, I'm really doing my best to walk in, uh, walk in light and spread love and be more yeah. conscious of myself and be more aware of myself. But it's very difficult, man. It's been hard. But at the same time, I think this is like it's some kind of like spiritual crossroads or collective shift or collective awareness awakening there's some you know there's some kind of element of this it feels like we're in the bible almost man it's just 
Yeah. It's crazy. So yeah. I, I mean, my my thing, my my thing to center myself has been like meditation on a daily basis, doing qigong, which is like energy. Uh, it's like the precursor of of tai chi. So it's breathing exercises, um, and movements combined with posture and alignment and stuff like that. But these things, that's this is what's basically kept me grounded, man. Because the first six weeks of this thing. I was out of sorts. I was like, what the fuck is going on? How am I going to make a living? How am I going to afford my rent? How am I going to take care of my kids? Yeah. What is, is there going to be like violent revolution in the streets and in Oakland? Like, the last two weeks have been pretty nuts. Like, yeah. uh, helicopters over the crib every night. Um, fools breaking in and like looting <laughs> Guitar Center, Best Buy. All the cannabis dispensaries have been cleared out wow. uh, by with armed gunmen. Like it's been crazy, bro. It's near Fourth of July, so there's constantly fireworks going off. But you gotta like decipher it's a firework or if it's a gunshot. Yep. And it's like this this energy of like it's anxiety inducing, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's so so. There's so much going on that it's like I just have to. I really made it my cause to like almost block out. I mean, I do block out mainstream media totally, but just really focus it on like, all right, how do I feel? Like, how am I doing? Am I in a good mood? Okay, what do I need to do to shift my energy? And uh, something that my girlfriend's mother told her, my girlfriend's family is like straight revolutionaries um, from Chile. Uh, and her mom, like, I mean, I can't even go to this, into the stories. It's, it's wild, but... Her mom hit us up. Her, her hit her up and was like, "Yo, you guys have to make sure you're you you're happy through all this. Make sure you're having a good time and laughing." And it hit me because it's like it's so easy with so much going on, and you see these protests, and you see black men murdered on TV or on video, and it's it's very angering. You know what I mean? But she was like, "Yo, you have to be happy because that your 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 fight and your spirit comes from love." you have to maintain that feeling and i thought that was really like i don't know that shifted that shifted me in that moment when i heard that i was like okay i can't i can't just be pissed off guy walking around in front of my kids and treating them mean because things aren't going right in the world i have to somehow figure out a way to be balanced to be happy amongst all this chaos yeah. That's a really powerful yeah. statement. You got to you got to yeah. make change through love and you can't do that if you're not in a place where you can feel love. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, exactly. You know? I mean, it, it seems very simple, but it's kind of difficult. There's a lot of negativity you know out there right now. I mean, it's, it's tough to feel happy right now. There's a lot of stress. I mean, come on, man. I mean, nobody's making money. Yep. I mean, no, let me take that back. People, I live in dot-com city, so it's Silicon Valley. It's techie heaven out here. So a lot of these cats is getting as much money as they were before, and they're not having any problems, right? I don't know too many people like that. Most of my friends are musicians or artists of some sort. So people in the service industries are suffering, obviously. People with tech jobs are chilling. <laughs> so it's just, it's really weird, man. There's this great dichotomy going on where it's like, I just feel like there's a split between, it's like the rich are getting richer and the poor are getting poorer and the middle class seems to be getting annihilated right now. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you, do you yeah. see... Do you see like maybe what the other end of this could look like? Do you see maybe 
going through all of these things right now could lead us to a better place? Or, I mean, it, it, do you just see it getting even crazier? Like, I'm, I'm curious, maybe the, the outlook you have for, for maybe how we get through this. Uh, I mean, that's a great question, man. I, I feel like, you know, I want it to get better. Like, you know, if you, if those who are privy to my music and you know, listen, you can hear that in my music. Like I'm, my, my catalog is all about trying to live a full life, loving yourself, making the world a better place. You know what I'm saying? So I, I truly wholeheartedly believe in that. Um, how that happens, I don't know. I do want this to get better though. But I think that it's gonna take, I mean, shit, man, we've been under the same system since, you know what I'm saying, the Europeans who are, you know, sponsored by the Roman Catholic Church came to North America and wiped out the natives. You know, like that, the system started then, which was what, like 1400s, I believe? 1500s, somewhere in there. So yeah. this is hundreds of years in the making. It's not going to go away in three weeks of social media protests. <laughs> um, but it, it, it's, it's good that, you know, we're also living in a different age where I believe that the internet and technology is akin to like global telepathy. Like we're, it's like we're almost communicating with our minds now because, Interesting. you know, you, you can post something on, online and a kid in Japan will get your thought five seconds later, if not one second later, and can vibe on what you're vibing on. So things are moving faster now. We're in a different age. It's not the same as back in 1490, whatever. Uh, it, it's, it's things move faster and it's exponentially faster. And I think that gives me hope that there's a, there's an X factor. There's an unknown that, yeah, maybe, maybe this can be swift. Maybe it can jump and maybe we can all actually shift consciousness levels and become more spiritually attuned within a short period of time. Maybe that's real. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm open to that and I'm hoping for that but I don't want to be lazy about it and just be all, you know, la la about it. Like, Oh, we're just going, we got to do is do yoga and love each other, man. Yeah. We should have changed too. Yeah. Like I can't, I can't adopt that vibe either, but I, that, that I do want that kind of energy. I would love to see that in the street. I would love to go outside and see people helping each other and like, you know, people helping old people that need help and then bringing them food or like, you know, doing and helping the kids and volunteering and like, you know, getting cleaning up the streets, getting people off the streets, giving people homes that need homes and giving people food that need food. And like, you know, changing the system under which we live to where it's more equitable for all of us, not just the elites and the billionaires who are getting stimulus packages now for corporations that already earn billions of dollars. And then small businesses aren't getting anything or just like $10,000. And this fool got, you know, $5 million for a corporation that's already banking. So it's like, the system is so tweaked out of out of sorts. I just I really hope that we can change it, man. Um, I believe we do have the power, but I think it's going to take a lot of conscious intention, and it's it's going to have to come from somewhat of a spiritual spiritual place, a spiritual awakening, where we reclaim our ability to harness our thoughts and co-create with the Creator, because we all have that power. But I think in this where we live right now, like the media knows that too, or, or, you know, I don't know if everybody that works in the media realizes that, but I feel like the people who are behind the media realize that if you show a picture of a black man getting shot, 
it's going to stir everybody. And depending on what side you stand on, it's going to hit you in a different way. And you're going to have an emotional reaction to it. And once that emotional reaction is in place, now I can give you options to either fuck up the world or, you know, make, make it better. And I think people have chosen to make it better, which was a curveball. So I do believe there's, there's, a, there's a place that we can go and make this thing work and better for all of us. Uh, but like I said, it's really it's going to be a battle because the people in charge are not going to give up easily. I want to yeah. dig into just a couple things you mentioned. I mean, you mentioned Qigong. You've used a few phrases that actually a good friend of mine has who's gotten into Qigong recently. He kind of referred to that as what Big Pharma doesn't want you to learn about. But above and beyond that, you Ooh. mentioned, you know, community and people on the street. How much of the change do you think that needs to occur is people treating each other better on the ground floor? And how much of it is, hey, we got to change the system to bring the top down closer to our level? I think I think it starts on a grassroots level with treating each other better on a daily, like on the street. Because once we get rid of the fact that, okay, I'm separated you by color of skin, I'm separated from you by language, I'm separated from you by socioeconomics, I'm separated from you by religion. If we can do away with even like 25% of that, you'll see so much more unity across the board. Because it's like, dude, just because you kneel down and pray and I stand up, we're praying to God, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, there's history to it. You're Jewish. I'm Muslim. You're, you're Rasta. I'm Christian. You're whatever, Buddhist. I'm Taoist. Whatever. There's history. Yeah, I get it. But it's like at a certain point in time, we have to live in the now, man, the present. Like, holding on to history and historical beefs and friction is like, part of the reason we are in the position we are we're, we're in right now so i think that um starting with people showing love like you know for me in this situation it, it was very simple like the first week of quarantine or whatever uh my homie hit me up and was like yo what do you need to to survive every every week and i was like well, this amount of money would be great i was like why he's like I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to see what I can help do to help. I was like, are you serious? So like, yeah. I'm like, why though? He's like, I just want to help, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then this dude starts sending me money every week. And I'm like, oh my God. Like that inspired me, man. That inspired me to be like, yo, this dude is helping me just simply out of the kindness of his heart. He has no reason to help me right now. He's struggling himself. He's trying to extend himself because he wants to help. And it made me want to help. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, that's what I'm talking about. It's like each one teach one. By example, we can change things on the street. Now, when it gets to the top down, that's when the real battle starts. Because these people with billions and billions of dollars that have been passing it down for generations, they can't live the way you and I do. They can't go to the grocery store and wait in line. They can't, you know get harassed by a homeless dude and still take it. Like, it's, they're in a totally different bubble. You know, see what I'm saying? So the idea of coming down to the street, I think it's terrifying to them. Although it's just people. But I don't even know if they view themselves as people. I don't even know if they are people, completely honest, to be real honest with you. Into like, I know I'm being serious, man. I, I, it may means too much right now. But I'm not sure that these are human beings that functioning compassion and love in their hearts still. Because if that was the case, I don't think you would look at me and my people as a simple B. 
business uh, product, which is what slaves were when we were brought here. We were business, we were cattle, we were, you know, property. And so you deny my humanity and now you're running the world. Are, are you human still? Are, are, or is, has something, I don't know, I'm going off a little bit. But I think that's where the battle starts, man. Um, it's to change these systems that reroute all the money into the hands of very few who make decisions that affect the rest of us. And, you know, you can see it when you look at the top, you know, top 10 people, uh, most wealthy people in America, like these fools are getting, you know, $40 billion a year, $20 billion a year, $15 billion a year. Come on, bro. You can't, you, I mean, my son asked me a question the other day. He was like, dad, why are there so many homeless people and there's so many rich people out here? You know, because he sees Ferraris, he sees these nice Teslas, he sees, you know, it's a Bay Area, man. So you go in certain neighborhoods, you, it's flossed out. And I'm like, Cody, you know, one of these billionaires could end homelessness right now to some level, to some extent, like at least in our state, you know, one or two could definitely build little homes and like set up a, pro like it'd be easy. And I, and I was like, but they don't choose to do that. And now the question is why? Why don't you choose to do that? Why do you need so much that you have too much? Like you don't even use that brand no more. All you do is throw it around to your friends. Why do you need that much when people are suffering down here? And that's like, that's why I think it's, it, it needs to start with us. Once, cause there's way more of us, you know what I'm saying? And once there's unity, once there's uh, an idea that we work together, you're just like me, I'm like you, it starts to dissolve these, these, you know, false divisions that were created to keep us weak in the first place. I'm going to say one more thing, man. I know I'm going off. You can cut me if you need to. No, no, no. Please, please do. Please do. <laughs> one more thing. That's great. One more thing is this, man. And this is uh, kind of dealing with the George Floyd situation. In my estimation, racism is to keep poor people divided. Now, most of the people in this country that are poor are white because there's simply more white people than anybody else in this country at this moment in time. So most of the poor are white. Black people, there's a lot of poor. Latinos, there's a lot of poor. Southeast Asians, there's a lot of poor, blah, blah, blah. But if you, if you take away the division between white people, Latinos, black people, and blah, 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 and they're all just poor people, all of a sudden you have the whole base of the pyramid working together. If you remove the base of the pyramid, the top of the pyramid falls down. So to me, racism serves as a way for the elites to keep us fractured. Do you see what I'm saying? Like yeah. a poor white dude has the same problems as a poor black dude. It might look a little different, but you still ain't got no bread. You're still struggling for life, trying to scrape, make it happen. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. that's what I think racism does. And I, that's why I think it's very interesting right now that hopefully white folks are educating themselves and getting inspired to actually look at this historical thing they've inherited, but really have never looked at seriously. I mean, of course you have historians and certain people, but in general, like, I don't think the white populace has really dealt with this, this dark stain in our history. I mean, even black folks, I mean, some of us haven't dealt with it, but we have to live with it. We live through it. So it's a little bit different. So we know it inside out, but we don't really necessarily know how to change it. Whereas now white folks are looking at it like, wait, hold on, this is fucked up. I don't, I'm not with this shit. And that's, you know what I'm saying? So it gives me hope that we can bond on the street level and then eventually hopefully remove that base of the pyramid and shake the top. Yeah. 
Wow, man, that is that is profound uh, knowledge right there, and I I agree with you 100. percent you know, hopefully, you know, things don't like you said uh, change rapidly. Like if it can't just change quickly, hopefully, the change comes in the generations to come. The people that are that are kids now seeing things that are happening, you know, right now, because that's going to affect the way that they see the future and and maybe. Um, the struggle right now that we're going through will lead to a brighter future. But, man, you touched on so many different things. And, and one of the things that you said at the end was uh, about unity and unifying people and, instead of dividing them. It does seem like a super divided time right now, especially with opinions and stuff like that online. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah but in the, right. <laughs> in the spirit of unity, I know one thing that unifies people tremendously, and that's music. And, right. And your music has inspired a generation. Your music brings people together. And I don't know, man, maybe, maybe, maybe the solution is in music. Maybe, you know, through, you know, people like yourselves, creative people with a voice, you know, you can, you can really help kind of, you know, add some gasoline on that fire and really, uh, you know, make a change. I'm wondering, like, do you feel any kind of, uh, um, you know, creative energy coming from this? Like, do you feel any inspiration maybe? on a creative level to, I don't know, to make more music or like, I'm just kind of curious as an artist, if, if seeing all of this and going through all of this is manifesting itself in your creative energy. Uh, I mean, of course, definitely, man. I mean, I've always been a guy who, you know, I don't rap about popping bottles in the club and all the girls that I, I slept with and the, the fly car I drive. Like I, I, I rhyme and I draw inspiration from spiritual life, uh and the battle for equality and the battle for you know the battle within really self-respect and self-love these are like the the concepts that go throughout my music so right now like i'm dealing with all these things in such an in-depth and intimate way that it's the music has i mean i've been going through a lot prior to corona uh just like being in court trying to fight for the custody of my children you know what i'm saying so when corona hit I was like, oh my God, like what's happening? You know what I'm saying? Like I'm getting, yeah. it's like the, the, the test of Job, like, you know what I'm saying? God, why me? You know what I'm saying? But then I started being like, whoa, hold on. Like, this is a great opportunity for me to like tap back in with myself because I've been running around doing all this stuff and not really checking in. So I started to check in and it was like, dude, my music is my medicine. You know what I'm saying? Ever since I was a kid, I, you know, I have a broken heart from a girl who, you know, didn't work out or whatever, we broke up. I put on music and it would make me feel better. You know what I'm saying? So in this day and like this time right now, my music is literally my medicine, man. Like along with Qigong and meditation, the art and the creativity, it holds me in place in the eye of the storm. Like I just, I can go on my lab and call it, you know, yo, send me some beats. Somebody send some beats. I hear something. I tune into that. I sit and write, and then I listen back to it, and I'm like, "Fuck yeah!" Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't have to be a puppet of the environment. I can imprint my energy onto the reality that I experience, and so that's what the music helps me to do. It helps me to like take my feelings out, look at them, analyze them, see what I'm feeling, and then I can like share it with people and then I can move on. It's like I'm basically detoxing my, my emotional field. You see what I'm saying? Like I'm taking these yeah. things out and I'm putting 
like I'm getting them out of me, I'm releasing them. And then as I go on in life, more things come to me and accumulate. And then I have to release those too. So like, yes, the music has been like, I've been, I've been thankful, man. My pen has been like communicating with me a lot more recently than it has in the past couple of years. So, you know, I read something where, um, I believe it was a Hopi elder and he was talking about this time right now. And he was basically saying either you, you choose to ascend and elevate yourself and align with the spirit world and, and your true calling of being on earth, or you slide into the black hole and devolve and get, you know, seducted by these lower frequency energies. But he was basically like, it's the time to like, for all of us to step to the next level, you know what I'm saying? So I've been taking that to heart, man, music wise. Uh, and just like, let me just really channel this energy because it's also very special. You don't get that many opportunities if you're a writer like me to experience all these chaotic ass feelings in life. You know what I'm saying? Like this shit is heavy, man. Like quarantine, global, curfews, <laughs> violent protests, helicopters all night. Like, mm -hmm. but we're talking about global, man. Like I don't, this is, it's different. There's a different feeling to it. And I feel like we need to catalog and remember what this feeling is like. Because I think, you know, like you said, the future generations, I think they're gonna really look back at this time and it's gonna be a pivotal moment where they're gonna be like, that's when this happened. You see what I'm saying? But we're still in it and I don't know if that thing has happened yet. Yeah, we, we don't know what yeah. change is coming yet, what change is coming out of this. And I'm sure there'll be good and bad, but hopefully we can all as a group engineer the most positive change that we can. It's exactly. Tough. And that's, that's all we can hope for though, man, is like try to make the best out of it because this, it, I mean, bro, if I, if, Man, listen, if I don't meditate and do my shit, my mind goes so dark so quick because I'm creative, you know what I'm saying? And I think about things a lot and I get visions in my head and it, it kind of like pulls me forward. So if I don't do what I'm like, the things that I've, the spiritual practices that I've been talking about, like, dude, I get, ugh, I go super depressed mode, stay in the house, don't want to talk to nobody close the windows dark like it gets like that for me so i i have to be very like militant about the energy i create around and in myself because i don't feel like that at all when i'm just taking care of myself and i think that's important for people to hear because it's easy to want to just like yo i'm gonna get a, another uh you know six pack tonight for the 18th night in a row i'm gonna get my big old sack of weed and just blaze all day because that's what i was doing the first six weeks of quarantine i was smoking mm -hmm. out every day all day with kids man and I'm, I'm airing myself right now but like that's not something i normally do but i was under so much stress right that i didn't know how to handle it and then like yeah. something clicked in me one day i was so low i was so sad i felt so hopeless and i was like what the fuck? this ain't me man i was like really tripping like i was like dude i'm 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 thinking like I don't even feel like myself right now. And I was like, why am I feeling like this? And I was like, well, you've been smoking weed for the last six weeks, four or five times a day. Uh, you know what I'm saying? You've been working out a little bit. You definitely ain't been meditating and praying. And, and I was like, okay. And then from that moment, I switched and my whole vibe has changed. And I feel so much better, man. So much more equipped to, to deal with this because we got to be in a high, a high uh, vibration, man, to to walk through this in a, in a, in a, 
in a, like a balanced and firm way. It's so much coming at us that you you can't get up. It's like it's like being LeBron James, man. Like LeBron James can't get up like late at in the morning. You feel me? Like he can't stay up with his homies drinking Hennessy at the strip club till 5 a.m. and he has a game the next day. He can't. If he does, I'd be hella surprised. But like, there's a level of yo discipline. I gotta go to sleep. I got my routine in the morning. I'm gonna stretch. I'm gonna drink my water. I got the food I eat. Boom, I'm ready for game time. That's how I feel like it is right now with the way we have to live our life. We have to be disciplined, man. Yeah. Cause this yeah. shit will knock you off the block, man. I see so many oh, people man. on the streets just cussing, yelling, <laughs> talking to themselves, yeah. like, like to the point where I'm like with my kids on a regular basis now since this happened. And these people are like, fuck you, I'm gonna fuck you. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like looking at my boys, I'm like, just look at me, don't look at them. Like over and over, every time we go out Crazy. to the store, to the supermarket, we were going out to like Habit Burger yesterday. And there's just random people out there who this frequency has caught them in a low place. And it's like, yeah. it's not gonna let go. And I, I, you know, I don't know what's going on, all these different stories of where they're at, but it's like, it makes people who are vulnerable extra susceptible. And so I just think it's really important, man, like, to like take care of ourselves, man, whatever way that is, whether it's writing in the, you know what I'm saying, everybody's different, but whatever way you <laughs> yeah. do it, you got to take care of yourself. I'll tell you what, man, you are dropping like so much knowledge on people right now. Zumbi, like you, you're just, you're, you're speaking facts and, and uh, you know, what, what you described about that low feeling, I don't know, Evan, maybe if you felt it, but I have felt that exact feeling in the past two months during this quarantine bullshit, everything that's going on. So yeah. to hear kind of how you're de dealing with it is inspiring to me. And I'm curious, Zumbi, what would you say to somebody that's maybe looking to start doing some of the things that you were doing that maybe you led you in a positive direction, like praying, like meditation, like what are some steps that you recommend to somebody that's maybe a little bit lost right now that's trying to make a, a more positive change? What are some um, fundamentals? That's a great question, man. I mean, for me, I always, I always tell people, cause I think it's the gateway to all of this, uh, is the meditation because it's the most simple thing you can do. Uh, but people have a hard time with it because it is so simple. You just sit there and breathe. And so, you know, people want to be like, well, what do you do? What do you do with your <laughs> mind? And isn't there many different styles? Isn't there transcendental meditation and Zen meditation and, you know, all these different ways to do it. And I'm just like, the way I learned was sit down in a comfortable place, um, quiet. Silence your phone. Just, yeah. <laughs> turn off. No, maybe even turn it off maybe for once. Um, and just really sit and breathe deep and then observe your thoughts instead of the way I, the way I was taught was that, um, you observe your thoughts, like the way you go to see a movie, you're sitting in the theater, you're watching the movie. It's like, you're experiencing it. Uh, but you don't think that movie is you. Like you see whatever, like, uh, some action figure running across the screen. You, you, you relate to it, but you're not like, yo, that's me. I can do that. I'm Captain America. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're like, oh, there's Captain America, there's Spider-Man. You're watching it, but you don't attribute it to yourself. That's how you watch your thoughts when you meditate. You don't attach to them. You don't hold them like, oh, I have to do this tomorrow. I have to, you just kind of like breathe through it and let those thoughts kind of like go across the screen. And in doing that, you create space.
for your nervous system to calm down. You create space for your cardiovascular system to feel enhanced. You boost your immunity. You boost your uh, ability to be creative, to focus. You, you boost your ability to tap into your subconscious mind um, because really 80% uh, of our behavior uh, is derived from the subconscious mind, which is something that Hold on a second. Sorry. Which is something that most of us don't think. We think our logical self, like, I'm thinking this, so I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I want to do this. I'm going to go do it. When reality is, we have this. I think the logical mind or the, uh, or the super ego, I don't know. But the logical mind is like 10% of your behavior or, or like 15%. And subconscious is like a huge level of where our actual behavior and feelings and emotions come from. So meditation allows us to kind of go through that bag and start pulling out things that, you know, most of us, we have all these things that happened to us in childhood that weren't dealt with correctly. Yeah. And so we hold on to it and then we're fucking 80 years old and we're still dealing with the same shit that happened to us when we were five years old. So meditation for me, in the way I've been, I've been doing it a long time. For me, it helps me to kind of look at those things and get a perspective and have more compassion for myself and my journey. Cause we're not perfect, man. Like we, we have good and bad, all of us. And so I think it helps to put those things in harmony. And I think meditation is like the first step for me. It like it's, it's, it, it has created such a, a, a great wave of momentum in my life. I really started taking it serious uh, when I was at Morehouse in the 90s. And I never really, I never stopped. I mean, I definitely took breaks where I wasn't doing it consistently like I am now. But it's a, it's a thing that for me, like it really changed my life. Um, and people think of it as like praying. You can pray. Praying is a, actual to me is a form of meditation. Like journaling, writing is a form of meditation. Uh, running is a form of meditation. Swimming, a form of meditation. Like anytime you have singular focus and you're doing something and you're involved, you're meditating. Yeah. Um, and so when you sit down, people just aren't used to not doing anything. So the not doing is the actual practice. To not do anything and sit and just observe how you feel and then deepen your breath, you, you start to tap into who you really are. And I think that is the, the best jewel I could give anyone right in this moment is to just sit, even for five minutes, man, just sit and try to do it every morning. Just sit and breathe. And then as you get better at it, you know, you can lengthen the time or whatever, but just give yourself that moment to tap in with you, not the TV, not your IG, you know, timeline, not whatever you're dealing with, just you and spend time with you. Yeah. Damn, man. I think, Zuby, I think you need to write a book or I think you need to have like a TV show or I think you need to maybe run for public office or something. Let's you do it. Out Let's there, do it. Like something. <laughs> Oh, dude, that's uh, that, that's awesome. And actually, man, not to not to change the, the conversation, but to maybe steer it towards music. Just talking to you, yeah. listening to what you're talking about. I understand this now, but I, I wrote down this question. I wanted to ask it. I've I've seen that you have performed music with, or or, or done songs, or worked with some crazy like amazing reggae artists in our genre. Mm -hmm. And coming from right. the hip hop genre, like to see you do songs with. Jacob Hemphill from Soldier to do a song with Modest Yahoo to work with Eric Rock Mining and Revolution to have done a song with Kali Buds, like 
that's that's awesome to me. And, and we are reggae 360, so obviously we got to talk a little bit about the the reggae. But but I'm kind of curious, Jimmy, like you know, how, how did you find yourself as this like Bay Area legend, this this you know trendsetter from the Bay in, in the hip hop game, and and now you're like collaborating with some of these amazing artists like from from the reggae genre. Like I, I'm kind of curious how that how that came to be man how did you how were you able to cross over how did some of these connections take place well i mean I, I think like on one level which is prior to the connections taking place like one of my idols is bob marley and because of the message he came with man yeah. like i mean the, the music is funky it's dope it's beautiful it's well written it's timeless but he i mean just he was talking about his connection with god and with people and with the spirit and uplifting regardless and always fighting for that and that really inspired me man it touched me at a young age so as i made music i was always in that spirit of you know trying to uplift and and like using that as like a mantra to like always pull me back like you know of course i have songs where i want to talk about bullshit uh-huh i want to have sex with these women and i like big booties and but it's like why 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 do i need to put that out there when there's 1800 million songs like that and artists like that and i don't even that's like a small part of my personality i was really touched by like the message bob marley was coming with and, and reggae in general was always like the rasta vibe was something that always just spoke to me the rebel going against the system being yourself being genuine loving your, your your family and yourself and so you know as i made music that was the vibe and then in 2010 uh one of my homies tim house hit me up and was like yo these dudes revolution vibing with you and i was like revolution what's that and he, and he sent me a link on youtube and i listened to it i was like it's cool you know what i'm saying and then i think uh i think actually it was 2009 and then beginning of 2010 they invited us on tour went out with them had a great time they're great people uh they're like their music is super uplifting and super positive and then i started to you know what i'm saying D through the course of doing a tour i was like wow when we first come out people were kind of like oh man this is not reggae what's going on <laughs> but then as we get into like the third or fourth song and they start to see the message and the energy the crowds were starting to open up to us and i started to realize that like yeah the sounds are different but the intention is the same and I think that's why the reggae audience has opened up to us because it's not frivolous music, man. It's really reflective and it's it's yeah. really it's spiritual it's spiritual. And um yeah. it's for it's for people who want more out of life. And you know, I used to listen to music as a kid. I wanted clues to how to be happy. You know what I mean? I was listening yeah. to Bob Marley and Chuck D and Nas and all these rock cam, all these cats. I just wanted to know how to be happy and how to be confident how to look at these dudes and like damn they got it they're doing all this fly shit how do they do it i wanted clues on how to be a successful person in my own eyes and so i think that's what my music is about and i think that's what a lot of reggae is about and so i think that's where the synergy between the, the forums comes wow that's it that's a great answer and, and it's so it's so crazy to me to hear you to say those things and and to be able to vibe with the reggae genre and, and to hear the way that you see uh music and 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 i think you said that yeah you, you would do some songs where you know you talk about some of the frivolous things and i was just looking at your catalog man and and to see the fact that you've worked with artists like 
Ann Pacino, Andre Nicotina, the Jacka. Yeah. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Yes. Rest in peace, Jacka, man. You know, like. That's a good, that's a good dude. Yeah. It, it, huge influence on me. I love Bay Area hip hop. Like, Mac Dre was, was hands down one of my biggest influences <laughs> as a kid, for better or worse, but also rest in peace. But um, right. I was I was just kind of curious, like, if some of those collaborations, maybe if they if they came out of just respect because you guys were coming from the same place, or maybe you maybe you just enjoyed the vibe and wanted to try something different. But it's it's kind of cool to see how you can go, uh, you know, you can switch up the vibe like that. That's that's real interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I think that um, all those people you named. I mean, I I did one song with Mac Dre, but he, you know, it's posthumous. He was already gone. Oh, okay. But I was going to ask you that too. I, yeah, yeah, he was, did one. Yeah, right on out. Yeah, right on. But I never met him, so that was uh, just like a fun song. But in terms of like Jacka, like I vibe with Jacka because like he's balanced to me. He's he's like he's got this super street element comes from dope dealing and all that. But then he's got this spiritual side where it's like Allah and like being a being a devout Muslim and like you know trying to figure out how to balance those two sides. And I just relate to that, man. Like. Yeah. I'm not like that. I don't live in the streets. I never sold dope, none of that. But I relate to that that struggle with the balance of who you are um, in terms of the dark and the light. And so when I met Jacka, he was just a cool ass dude. Like I remember he came to our festival, uh, paid in full, I think it was 2005. And my homie brought him backstage. He's like, yo, what's up, man? This shit is dope. And his energy, I was like, yo, this <laughs> motherfucker. I knew his music, but I was like, yo, this dude is cool as fuck like be gangster and shit but like your energy is like all love you know what i'm saying and so we just linked on mutual respect um same with too short with don't lose your head like too short is on some street shit he talk about i mean his first album was i mean it's about the the, the dope games pimping macking hella set all that stuff but i grew up with it as a kid but as he yeah. grew as an artist he had this this conscious vibe to him, even though it was serious street music, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. that's the kind of people I, I'm drawn to, is like the people with that story, but then they also, you can see them and you feel them striving for more. And I feel like those are the kind of artists that even though our sounds are different and maybe the intention seems different, there's a relation in that, that we're striving for better, you know what I'm saying? Because I never thought I'd do a song with Too Short, but like when he yeah. got on Don't Lose Your Head, I was like, oh my God, like, I really literally felt like this was, it was a sign from God because I grew up yeah. listening to him. I'm from the Bay Area. Everybody was bumping Freaky Tales in like 1985, 86. Like yeah. every car had it slapping. I remember that. <laughs> and so that do a song with this dude, I was like, damn, I like, I'm literally on the right path. Like this is confirmation. You know what I'm saying? And that beat was perfect for Tucson, man. That was like <laughs> perfect. And don't lose your head is just like it. That's that's an all time, like top one hundred songs ever, man. And and just looking at some of your hits, dude, like coasting, silly putty. These are just bangers. Like I, I I'm curious, man, from, from somebody who's put out as much music as you have, like just those three specifically. I don't even know if those are your three most successful songs, but like when you make a song like that, do you know right away, like, oh shit, this is gonna be something special, <laughs> like. Do you know, like, I got something right here? Or are you kind of thinking mm -hmm. back to see, like, how successful some of those songs have come to be? I mean, I don't know. I'll be honest with you, man. I don't really know, like, 
I think other people knew that Coastman was going to be one because mm -hmm. the story behind that is that I wrote that song like five times, like literally. Uh, I mean, I wrote one version of it and I just wrote it five times and, and like <laughs> did hooks, everything. It was just, and our manager at the time was like, dude, this is the one. This shit need to be right. Do it again. And I was like, man, fuck you, man. I don't want to do this shit no more. But I liked the beat. But he was a DJ and he was just like, no, dude, this is the one. He kept saying it over and over and over. And then it finally clicked when um, we we're, were basically passing around to a bunch of people to do hooks on it. And then K, we heard K Flay's hook and I was like, yo, that one's dope. And then like we edited it a little bit, changed the words and like the re re repetition of certain phrases and stuff like that. And then I rewrote my verse to her hook. And that's when it all came together. Cause like, yeah. I was I was like really struggling trying to get the right vibe on there and I don't know man I didn't know that was gonna be the one and it ended I mean that's the most popular song by far in our catalog yeah. and the um, video's so, fire too man <laughs> right on, and, and right playing on. the piano in that car the the, the whip in that video is just like that <laughs> that red car is ridiculous man I don't even know yeah. what my car was just like though um but yeah man that's uh that's awesome, dude. That's, that's that's interesting to just kind of get the 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 behind story on that song. Is, I mean, I, that that was a hit, man. And and I know, um, you've got a, a, an incredible music catalog, man, behind you, and, and and more to come, man. It sounds like, you know, I think yeah. you said that the pen has been giving you some inspiration, and you know, without having to go into any details that maybe aren't ready for the mainstream public, nothing fit to print <laughs> yet. But I'm curious. Can can people get excited maybe about some music coming in the future? I mean, maybe can you speak on that at all? Or, I mean, what, hell yeah, what, what man. Do you think the I future mean, holds? I, I think, uh, I mean, for me, man, it, it feels bright. Like, despite mm -hmm. all this stuff we've been talking about and, like, yeah. which is just crazy. I mean, I don't, sometimes I look and I'm like, dude, why am I hopeful? And, and, like, <laughs> but I am. Like, I yeah. just, I feel like. In some ways, I feel like my best creativity is still to come. Like, I, I just, I don't know. It's just a feeling I have. Like, I feel like I have so much more to say, uh, especially like being a father um, in these times. It's so interesting. Like, I have to be so mindful of myself to the point where it's like, it's wild, man. Like, I'll discipline my kids. Like he'll be doing something and I'll discipline him. And then I'll go back and ask my oldest son. I'm like, hey man, you think I was too hard? You think I was too mean? And he's like, eh, well, you did do this, dad. And you know, like I'm having conversations with my kids about, it's, it's just really raw, man. It's like, cause I'm trying to, I just want to be the best model for them. And I think it's, it's teaching me a lot of lessons about being a human being and being really like being compassionate with, with this experience we have as humans. Cause we all go through it, man, up and down, good, bad, ugly. We all, we all experience that. And so I'm just seeing it from a different lens right now. And it's, uh, it just makes me excited to tell the story of what I'm seeing. And I just think I'm treating myself better. I, I feel like I'm more honorable of who I am and more self-loving and I'm surrounding myself with good people. And so I just feel like the tide is rising somehow in a real positive way, despite what it looks like outside. So that that's that that's interesting, Zimby. And, and and just thinking about that, I know you mentioned that you were, you know, you're you're a father, you have kids, and and I think about just my own life. I'm in my 
you know, early thirties and, and I don't have kids and maybe that's in the future, but I just know myself when I was 18, 20, 21, I maybe wasn't the greatest person. And <laughs> I was a completely different person than, right. than I am now. And somebody like yourself, who, when you were that age, you know, your thoughts and everything, who you were, that was captured in your music and the message in your music. So now I'm wondering, like, you know, looking back, you have kids that are, you know, that you're raising and maybe they're listening to your music and, and who you were then. For me, I would, I wouldn't want that, but I feel like for you, you've always kind of kept it, kept it real, so to speak. You've never, like you said, you've never kind of, um, you know, put a, put a different persona out there. So I'm, I'm curious, like, do you, do you think that your music will influence your kids as they grow and that they kind of understand how the world works around them? And do you encourage them to think about that? Like your kids listening to your, yes. your, your music? Yes. I, oh, I'm man, curious I about it. on that. Yeah. I, I mean, I think about it a lot and I have to try not to think about it too much because it, it's like really emotional to me because mm. yeah, it's, it's, it's strange, man. When I, when I had kids, like, suddenly my own mortality came into to sharp focus. It, it, I never really chipped off that, but it started to be like, yo, if you don't do this right, you're not going to be around for these guys. And I was like, yo, what the fuck is that? Like, why am I thinking like that? And I think it, it has influenced uh, the way I perceive my music because I, I think about, you know, when I leave this thing, um, like, how are my kids going to be able to talk to me? I mean, they'll be able to pray, you know what I'm saying? Maybe if I reach a real high level, I can, like, you know, do some, some, some Yoda-type shit and show up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like some Luke Scout, you know what I'm saying? But, I, I mean, I'm just joking. But I think my music will be away from them to really tap into my essence and, and who I am. And so, with that said, like, just being real genuine and not trying to do shit that's quote unquote popular, I think will people will like really speaking from this is how I feel. Because I want my kids to be able to really, you know, like I wanna hear I wanna vibe off that and like put this music on and they can just catch a vibe off me. You know what right. I'm saying? Like yeah. you know, maybe they'll hear something that like, oh, I remember when dad would talk about that or oh, you know what I'm saying? Because you know, I'm not gonna be here forever, man. Like we this is a we're in transit when we come to planet Earth. Like this is a stop off, and then yeah. we keep moving. And so, you know, to leave leave them something that's real, authentic, and uh, can just have I don't know, man. Just have them vibe with with who I am. I think that's like really a blessing for me. And so, it it, it makes me want to just work hard and just be truthful and not try to please people too much, but just really like speak speak my truth. That is a trip to think about your great great grandkids listening to <laughs> lose your don't lose your head years wow. and years after we're all Whoa. it's gonna oh, you know man. I mean that's a crazy thought. I haven't ever, I've yeah. never even thought about that before. Oh man. Well <laughs> let's not get too deep, man. We already we already got that. Ah, <laughs> uh, dude, that's funny, man. Well, hey, thinking about that. <laughs> Specifically in your, your music and your legacy, 20 years, man, we're almost coming up on 20 years of Drop of Mind Over Matter. And, and that, that album has it's changed a lot of people. It's impacted a lot of people. It's, it's a classic album. It's in the conversation, you know, like for classic 
albums and and i'm just kind of curious your perspective man looking back on 20 years you know like everything that's changed things that have happened like how music has evolved how the way music is consumed has evolved like i'm just kind of curious for your your perspective when you just take a step back and and reflect on on 20 years since you put out a masterpiece and and how people are still celebrating it today man what are your thoughts there I mean, you know, my one, I mean, two, my main thoughts are that one, when we put it out, people were kind of shitting on it at first. And so it's very, it's, it's ironic that now, like if I post something about mind over matter, I get more likes than anything I do that's new and current because people have associated so much, so much of, I don't know, like life experience with it or something. I'm not sure. Like, it, there's something in that record that I don't know. When it came out, people were like, "Yo, what is this German bass bullshit? What are y'all doing?" Like, blah blah blah. And then they, people started to listen to it, and they was like, "Yo, this shit, dope." But it took a while. It wasn't like something that happened right away. So, it, Amp and I had an interesting experience trying to work that record because we we believed in it and we were out there hustling, and we definitely got to see the world because of it. But it wasn't like. I don't know. It wasn't like the way people treat it now at all. Uh, the second thing that comes to my mind is that when we created that record, I mean, all we wanted to, like our goal was simply to put out a record. We just wanted to put out a record. We had done, we had been on a label or in a deal with Tommy Boy prior to that. And like, we got signed in, I think, 19, I want to say 93. And so we had been on a label and nothing happened like we made all this music but the record didn't come out we got dropped before the record dropped and so it was like very disconcerting you know what i mean and so from that point on we were just like we just want to do a record we just want to do a record um but at the same time i was meditating like dude like it's, it's ironic because now i meditate like i meditated back then on a daily basis I, back then i was meditating two three times a day no matter what like it was just I was like, I'm about to reach enlightenment by the time I'm 26. That was my mindset. Like, I'm, I'm going to see what's up with Buddha and Jesus. Like, I'm going. You know what I mean? Like, written, like seriously. It, it, I mean, it sounds crazy to say that, but I didn't smoke weed. I wasn't drinking. I wasn't having sex. I was making music and meditating. I, actually, I was eating weed brownies and shit like that. <laughs> but, uh, but I was, like, just very, like, regimented at that point in my life. Um, and like we were so focused on music, we would work our jobs, or like a little part time or whatever jobs we had, and then we would go to Amp's house Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and just make music. And like literally, making music was like going to the club or like our big kick at night. We didn't watch basketball games, we didn't watch football, we didn't do none of that. We just made music, and so it was a very focused time. And so when I look back and I hear that record, I, I can hear the focus. I can hear the, the hours of dedication and, the, and the, the meditation and like the, the passion, you know what I'm saying? Like I can literally hear it. And sometimes like in the past, I was like, damn, I was way better than I am now. Like a couple of years ago, I was vibing off Mind Over Matter. I was like, damn, I, I sound shitty now compared to what I was doing back then because my focus was different. And it's just ironic to me um, and interesting that now at this age, at this time, I'm feeling the same pull to do the things I was doing back then with the same vigor, um, maybe for different reasons. 
but it's like this all those less all those things i was doing the spiritual practices then i'm doing them again now with the same frequency so it's just a trip because it's like the circle has come back it's like been a full circle somehow oh wow that is interesting yeah that, that's a, that that makes me kind of excited to see what you're gonna do now considering that uh you know you're, you're feeling a similar uh frequency and and uh, you yeah. actually you mentioned you, you called out amp a little bit when talking about that album how you guys work together speaking of amp uh, amp live i wanted to talk about him because he uh he did a project unified highway with eric ragamani the lead singer of revolution it was one of my favorite albums that's come out this year i, I love nice. unified highway I love to see the, the vibe that Ampli brings to the table and mix with Eric Rachmani. And I know, um, you, you know, that's, that's, you know, those are two um, legends right there. And, and Ampli, for those that don't know, um, I guess we should probably clarify this too. Zuby, you are Zionai, but you are not the only person that contributes to Zionai, especially historically. Ampli, Ampli, sorry, has been a part, uh, a big part of, um, of Zion I and, and uh, I'm just kind of curious if you could talk about maybe that relationship or or really oh, even yeah. your view on on the project the Unified Highway project and how cool it is to see what Amplified is doing with Eric Rachmani um, but I just want to bring that up because I'm a massive fan of, of, uh, of that project. So um, yeah man Amplified is I mean he's a founding member of Zion I like I mean all the music uh, I think we founded the group in 1990 yeah 1996 all the way through 2012, he produced all the music. I mean, all of it. Right. You know? So every right. album was him, just him. It was just like Gangstar, like Guru Premiere. It was Amp Live and Zion. And so in 2015, uh, we separated. He was going through some things, personal. Uh, and I was going through some stuff. And we just kind of grew apart. And so he stopped rocking in 2015. It, it's another thing that's very interesting uh, that during this quarantine, Amp and I, like, it's like we reconnected. I mean, 20 year anniversary of Mind Over Matter. But like, you know, he, he called me, um, I'd say about, I think it was the beginning uh, or like middle of April. And dude, we talked for like two and a half hours. It, I mean, it was the first time we had talked like that in, shit seven eight years man uh and this dude is like i literally have seen the world with him you know what i'm saying like this is my brother you know what i mean but we we hit a point in our relationship where it you know it just was it was just getting kind of strange because it just didn't seem like we were friends but in hindsight he had something going on that i didn't understand and then when i went through it myself i had this great amount of compassion for what happened to our relationship because I thought it was me and it wasn't. You know what I'm saying? It's just, yeah. and I don't want to go into all our business. Like, you right, know what I'm saying? Right. I don't want to talk about this man's stuff, yeah. but I'm just saying like, I didn't understand what he was going through. And then I went through it myself and I was like, oh. And I told him that when we talked yeah. and it was like, it was just so dope to reconnect with him. Cause like, dude, literally, bro. Like I had never been out the country. Well, no, I went to Jamaica once, but in terms of like Brazil, all across Europe, Japan, Philippine. I mean, I've seen the world with this dude. And so it's it's so dope to see him linked up with uh Eric. Cause Eric is also like 
he's just like a sweet hearted man. You know what I'm saying? He's like mm. a good ass person, dude. Like yeah. that's why I love that's why I love revolution, because they're good motherfuckers, man. They look out yeah. for their friends, they show up, they represent, they don't let the the the, the popularity go to their heads like you know what i'm saying they're like yeah. it's dope to see motherfuckers who are successful and down to earth like that's an inspiring combination to me and so revolution has that eric has that and so when i saw amp and um eric hook up i was like damn man like i honestly was like dude i want to be in that group at first <laughs> you know what i'm saying like right. the homies is hooking up but then i listened to the music i was like nah that's you know and that's something with amp too like He's always been like a uh, like a, a explorer or, or kind of like an adventurer of music. He doesn't stay still in one place. He always he's always constantly searching and exploring new boundaries, new techniques, and new sounds. Like that's who he is, literally. Like I had to back in the day, I'd have to be like, "Blood, slow down!" Like I can't. You know what I'm saying? Like you're doing so many things. I'm like, I just have to be like, "All right, go do that." and get back to me in like two months. He's like, I just gotta work through this shit, man. I was like, cool. Because we'd have conversations about it where I'd be like, blood, I haven't heard a beat in like two months I can rap to. And he'd be like, I know. He's like, but trust me, when I come back to the beats, it's gonna be even doper. And I learned to trust that process and it was real. But he's just that kind of guy. So to hear him do Unified Highway, it's just like, that's just another chamber for Amp Live. You know what I'm saying? That dude can literally do almost, I think he can do any type of music. I've heard him do rock, blues, reggae, soul, hip hop, house, jungle, like, I mean, literally, bro. And like on a high level, I'm not talking about fucking around and experimenting. Like you hear it and you're just like, oh, that shit slap. So like, it's 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 dope to see him shine, man. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's that's a, that's amazing to hear your perspective. He he uh, he's so talented, and and uh, I think. You know the the dynamic of, of you and him. You know when you guys were putting out music was just like on another level, and and uh, that that's awesome to hear that you guys are, are uh, you know, um, you know talking and and uh, to see the success he's had with Unified Highway and to see the success that that you've had. And again, you know, I, I just think that uh, you know what what you just said about kind of you know the relationship and the way that things happen. I think a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah. Um, just in their own lives and, and that's real and, and I think that that being real has been a theme of this conversation Zumbi and, and you've been so <laughs> real and authentic and, and you've just kind of shared it all with us and and um I, I feel you know I feel my vibrations are, are higher after this conversation nice, you've got nice, me thinking nice, about nice, a lot nice. of things that's cool um yeah so man I'm just I'm 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 I feel very grateful that you took the time to to connect with us and and um, you know let our listeners know a little bit more about um, who you are and and for those that don't know you are working with uh, Reggae 360 and the Extension uh, Music Group and and um, you know I think that uh, we're we're just very excited to um, to to just have you kind of as a you know as as somebody working with us I'm just very excited about the future and and. Uh, you know, I think that, uh, you know, this conversation has been a testament of, of who you are, and I can't wait to hear the music that's coming our way. So um, just just much appreciation, man, definitely. And it, it's love, man. I mean, I'm thank to be real with you, man, I'm thankful that, like, yeah, I am working with you guys, but, like, sharing a lot of this stuff, like, I don't usually share this stuff with um, people, like, management and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Like, it doesn't come up. 
yeah. it's not really that in depth. It's more like, all right, what are we gonna do? What's the tour? What's the album? It's all business. So for me, it's it's like refreshing to be on a vibe like this with somebody I'm working with, because like I get to share who I am, man. And now yeah. like there's a there's a greater I feel like there's a greater understanding of who I am and who you are. And so like I, you know what I'm saying? I'm excited about working with you guys, man. I've only had good vibes from everybody at Reggae 360 thus far. So it puts me in a good spirit too. So uh, yeah, man, I'm thankful as well. Absolutely, man. I love it. Well, on, on that note, Zumbi, I, I think we should, uh, you know, call it an episode and, and uh, just, you know, we got to have you on in the future and, you know, we're going to stay close and really, you know, anything you need from us, let us know, but I can't wait to let the listeners hear this conversation because they are going to learn a lot and um, just, you know, much love and appreciation and, you know, anything you need from us, we're here for you, man. And, and um, this is going to be one hell of an episode, man. I'll, I'll mark my words. So, uh, just, <laughs> right yeah, on, man. man. I, I appreciate yeah, it. Man. Appreciate For you, sure. man. One love, guys. All right, up? Yes, Peace. sir. Take care. conversation what an enlightening conversation dude that had everything man that had like just zumbi was just sharing his his real thoughts about everything going on he was giving guidance spiritual guidance there's just so many gems in that conversation um just such an authentic conversation man like you got to respect that you know sometimes when you talk to an artist or a band they they're a little walled off right they're promoting something or yeah, they don't really know you that well. Zumbi just said, no, I'm going to keep it real 100%. That was epic, dude. Evan, what did you think? That was epic, John. That was a great conversation. Zumbi just just really lets you know who he is as a person, I feel like. I, I don't know. That was a great conversation, and there were definitely a few things I took out of it that I've been thinking about since we had that conversation. Like what? Um. 
just specifically the one thing that he said if it was i forget if it was like his girlfriend's mom or mother-in-law or something um and that's my fault for not remembering his girlfriend's uh, mom was about being happy right is that it dude it that, was about she was she was a revolutionary and it was about yes in times of great change make sure that you're smiling and dancing and making sure you're happy because if you create change you want it to come from a place of love not from a bad yeah. place and i think that's yeah. super powerful super powerful man so dope yeah no dude i loved when he was talking about you know he just wasn't feeling right and he had a conversation with himself um and he was you know talking about how much he's drinking how much he's smoking and like obviously something's off and he just kind of had to like recenter himself and got back into meditation and he's meditating a lot and really tapping into that power of being conscious conscious and being in the moment and just you know, really, like you said, man, you know, staying happy, really tapping into that. Um, and I love that conversation inspired. I'm sure the people that listen to that are going to leave uh, this podcast inspired as well. And that makes me stoked, dude. That makes me happy. So, um, shouts out, Zombie, of the Zion Eye crew. Zion Eye's got some big things. We're coming up on that 20 year anniversary of Mind Over Matter. Um, I just see big things in the future. So, so stay posted. I mean, that's a legend. That's a Bay Area legend that's still working. And uh, we're blessed. Reggae 360 and Extension Music Group, we are blessed to be working uh, with this talented individual. And hopefully everyone feels that after uh, being able to experience that conversation. So um, I thought it was dope, man. But Ev, in this new format, where we're not reviewing music, what are we going to do, dude? Do you think we're going to give them a positive thought of the week? and uh, wrap this thing up or what do you think i think we can give him a positive side of the week and wrap this thing up okay okay let's do it man let's do it um as always dude i'm gonna give you the uh the option of getting it kicked off man what, what do you think what would you want to leave with our listeners in terms of something positive that they could take with them and and uh, help make their days better in the in the days to come oh man this is this is tough you would think that i would be prepared for this and i would have something to say just ready to go but i i don't and i'm thinking here one positive thing for someone to listen to um all right i'll give you one all right here's a thought there is no objective like positive or negative right there's only things that happen in the way that you look at them like like, a lot of people react to things in different ways. Obviously, everyone's a different person. But, you know, there's some people who just walk through life finding reasons to get annoyed and don't let things go. And you can kind of see how easy it can be to be that person. Those people aren't happy. You know, the person that's incredibly upset because there isn't pickles on their sandwich is, you know, probably a, a miserable person about a lot of different things. And I don't know. I feel like just trying your best to find the good in every scenario is just such a thing that you can control and can improve the rest of your life. And it's just so easy to do. And I guess the positive thought is just like, Hey, you know, you know that that stuff is possible and isn't built in or controlled by anything else. Just, you know, it's kind of like, Hey, you know, a thing you can work on all the time. I don't know. Was that okay, John? Did that make any sense? Dude, that made a lot of sense. And my positive thought of the week is going to build off of yours because yours was so good. Um, the, the thought of, like, objectively, there's nothing good or bad. Like, you know, we, we you and I were actually talking about this before we started recording, um, that there's the philosophy of 
you know, it's called the, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's called the, the art of, uh, just letting go, you know, like letting things happen. Um, surrendering is the word I'm looking for. And, and, uh, I think when you are too hyper aware of things that are happening in your life and you're constantly telling yourself, this is good, or this is bad, or this is good, or this is bad, or I like this, or I don't like this. That's a voice in your head kind of like dictating the way you're perceiving the things around you. And I think if you can get to a place through meditation or through whatever you do to center yourself where you can say, you know what, this is happening. I'm going to reserve judgment and go with the flow. I'm going to surrender to what's going on and understand that it could be part of a bigger picture. And I'm just going to embrace it and and live my life and and not try to judge what's happening around me. Um, and I think when you get yourself to that mindset, you really open the door to things like gratitude and appreciation. And and it's funny how people always say things like, you know, oh, you know, things happen for a reason, and maybe they do, you know. And if that is the case, or even if it's not the case, just surrender to it. Let things happen because everything's going to play out the way it's supposed to be. You know, um, so just let it happen. So there's a week coming. Just let life bring things to you for, for good or bad. Just go with it. All right. Because it all makes sense one day. I promise you that. That's all I got. Ev. That's what I got. My positive thought of the week, man. Hopefully that helped, uh, you know, put some things in perspective. And, um, you know, we just want to reiterate that we love everyone that listens to this podcast and likes this podcast. And hopefully we did you guys uh service by, um, doing a killer interview and you know we're gonna come back next week uh bigger better and stronger and we're just gonna keep doing our thing until we can no more um we're gonna ride this thing into the dirt damn it anyway anything to add evan no i think i think that's it all right all right all right well let's wrap it up people we love you we appreciate you Follow us on Instagram. Check out the plays, playlist that we do. Follow us on Facebook. You know, text Evan is number 603-361-7166. You know, he'll respond to all text messages um, with, you know, um, you know, uh, you know, some good conversation. So, uh, you know, do all that and uh, let us know how we did. Keep us posted. Communicate with us. We love you. Take it easy. Bless up. And check out Extension Music Festival coming July 10th, baby. You are the first. Peace. Peace.